Welcome to Books in the Freezer, a podcast dedicated to the deliciously disturbing world of horror fiction. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today I am joined by Janelle Jansen from She Reads with Cats to talk about horror for the holidays. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Excited to have you here. It's a fun topic. This is crazy that I'm actually on a podcast with you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's Stephanie. (laughs) <laughs> I know because we talk so much on Instagram so it's like funny to actually get to talk like face to face in a way <laughs> virtually virtually face to face yeah well I'm glad to be here thank you for asking me of course so we are talking Christmas horror mostly because I did try to find horror stories that included other winter holidays and outside of like Yule like Yule and Christmas <laughs> that's it Like, I Mm -hmm. could not find anything. So, listeners, if you have suggestions for other horror stories that are holiday horror that are not just about Christmas, like, please let us know. Yeah. I'd love to read something new. Yeah. It was hard enough to find just, like, Christmas ones. Yeah. It's a very (laughs) niche. (laughs) Yeah. And it's weird because I think Christmas is a perfect horror story. Yeah. (laughs) So many things go wrong at Christmas. I definitely can. Like, what's your, what's your Christmas deal? My Christmas deal? Well, I used to love Christmas, and now I'm kind of like screwed. Really? <laughs> but I don't have kids of my own, so that could be why it never like came back around. But it's just such a stressful time of year, and usually, like, there's so much drama that I just can't handle it. Do you have to do a lot of family functions and stuff like that? Kind of. I mean, now my family's so small. We used to have a lot of kids and stuff running around when I was a kid because my my dad is like an Irish Catholic. And there's like eight kids and then their kids and all that. But now it's just like me, my parents, my husband, my sister. It's like hardly anything. But just trust me, that's all you need. Yeah. I mean, drama will come no matter yeah. how small. Yes. I have party parents. So really, yeah, they're more fun than me for sure. <laughs> Way more fun. So they're the ones that host every year. Yeah, um, we we do the same thing every year. Um, we'll see. Like Marcus grew up doing um, the whole Christmas Eve thing, and we always did like like grandparents and stuff like that on Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas, we would do like just the the family like opening presents and breakfast and all that stockings. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what we did. Um, well, like growing up with my like Mexican side of the family, we did like everything Christmas Eve. Like we had the big dinner, we all opened presents together, like at midnight. And then when my mom got remarried, you know, it became like a blended family with like my stepbrother. So we kind of like blended. So we would do like our presents to each other Christmas Eve. And then Christmas morning, we would do like the stockings and the Santa gifts. Well, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, we really, I only like open gifts from like my grandparents on Christmas Eve and like cousins and stuff. And then it just dwindled down as I got older. <laughs> no, like there's no, there's no gifts just with my parents and my husband and like a couple of friends, but that's okay. But yeah, I was, I was very, I'm getting, I honestly, bookstagram keeps getting me in the mood for Christmas every time I'm dreading it like it's hard not to be like infected by it because everyone gets so excited like I'm that person when I see like a Christmas tree up in November I want to die but like then everyone gets so excited and they're so happy and that makes me want to 
be in it too, you know. It's an infectious joy. It is. I really wanted to put my Christmas tree up early this year, but I fought yeah. it because we hosted Thanksgiving. Oh, and I didn't yeah, want that's people to come over and see all our Christmas <laughs> stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody had a picture on Bookstagram and they were like, they had like their table all set up and there's like a Christmas tree in the background. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I know you people know. do it. I feel like I have gone to Thanksgivings where they yeah. have a Christmas tree and everything set up. So. I guess you got to take advantage of it because it does go away at the end of the, the end of the year. You're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my neighbors across the street have literally the worst decorations I've ever seen in my life. Outdoor ones? What are they? Yeah, like big giant blow up things, and they're just like nothing cohesive. It's just like complete eyesore. <laughs> so that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, I know. We just moved into this neighborhood, and people here do decorate for Christmas. I put like a wreath outside the door and like one topiary oh my god I have a wreath yeah but the thing (laughs) is like my house is very flat and it's two stories and it's just like I'm not going up there yeah it's so tall it's just kind of like a long like it's a tall house and we don't have any like eaves or like anything lower to hang (laughs) lights on it's just flat it's just a flat like tall building our house would just be way too hard and too much work. It's like on a hill and like it's like split level, but most of the house is upstairs. So it's just kind of weird. We've only lived here a couple of years and so we're just not really <laughs> going to decorate it. But you're actually the reason why I decorated for Christmas in my house because I wanted to get in the mood before I came on the podcast. <laughs> so I'm not just like a bitter. <laughs> did it help? Did it help to put some, some ornaments up and listen it to did. we know, um, lives yeah <laughs> um I like David Bowie little drummer boy um no like what am I trying to say well <laughs> we can't have a Christmas tree because I had the bright idea of getting a puppy and two kittens at the same time they're all like babies the same age everything and so a Christmas tree would just they would just yeah. tear it down and ruin all the ornaments. So we're not doing one this year, but we did get like a tiny one with lights on it on a table. No, that's fake. Just to like, and then we put lights all around our windows and stuff. That's so decorative. Like, like, oh, it's very decorative. I like it. Yeah, I think I just like with winter and everything being so cold and so dark. I think I just like like the warm white lights that come from like christmas trees and like garland i think that is really what it is like i just need like the warm lights to offset my like upcoming seasonal depression <laughs> like it just helps a little I, bit i prefer like the white lights but my husband he's more excited he loves christmas and he loves the color lights and i'm like sure <laughs> and they look good i mean they are very festive and mm-hmm. it's kind of nice if it were me, I'd be like boring with the white lights. and But yeah, so you got me decorating and now I'm all happy. And then I found the snow globe with a little um, black lab in it. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. So my dog is a black. Did Krampus give it to you? Are you actually yes. imprisoned inside the snow globe right now? He is. And he comes out when you shake it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Fun, good times. What about Christmas pairs so well with horror? Well, I think especially if you ask like somebody what Christmas actually means, I think 
nobody hardly knows what it actually means. They just talk about Santa Claus. If you think about it, some concept of Santa Claus, like this random person you don't know who looks the same every year and goes down your chimney and breaks into your house. Like, it's kind of weird, right? Yeah, I grew up pretty religious. So I feel like people always had a like, no, this is the meaning of Christmas. And I mean, a lot of people I grew up with, like, did not do Santa Claus. Yeah, I, well, I grew up with somebody who lived, who's like my best friend, but she she didn't celebrate Christmas at all. And I was just like, how, how could you not? <laughs> I mean, people don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you're a kid, you don't understand. Yeah. No. But yeah, it's, I just think also like, if you look at all the holiday movies, there's always like some sort of argument or somebody did something to somebody else, or I don't know. I think that, I don't know. It can be pretty horrifying. I think. Growing up, I always thought it would be cool to celebrate Hanukkah because the Rugrats did. <laughs> they had like Hanukkah episodes and I was like that's cool why don't we do that I know yeah I don't know why there's no Hanukkah horror either I yeah that, I, I was looking for stuff like that but I did not see no I mean there's hardly any Hanukkah anything if you look there's just like a few books out there I don't know I think the horror of it goes well with like how cold it is I mean especially for those of us in the northern hemisphere where it is winter oh yeah I live in California yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I was gonna say I was watching that show on Disney plus and it was like all about like Christmas recipes and Christmas decorating but it seemed very not necessarily like tropical but she's like on a beach and I was like what's going on and she's Australian and I'm like oh that's oh. right like their their summer is Christmas that's right I've always kind of wondered about that yeah I, I mean I couldn't imagine Christmas without like some doom and gloom you know um I mean it gets rainy here no snow but I'm in mm -hmm. northern California so, at least so it's not like beach or anything like that yeah it's woods lake <laughs> I don't know <laughs> whatever um but yeah that's a good point snow and like how it gets dark really early and then like mm -hmm. the yule log mm. i was also thinking about the tradition of telling ghost stories on christmas oh yeah charles dickens i mean that's like the original one right yeah like around that time, I was reading an article before we recorded because I'm like, where did that tradition come from? <laughs> and then I got into this whole like wiki rabbit hole about how Oliver Cromwell in the 17th century uh, was a Puritan and he really wanted to get rid of like the excesses of England. And part of that was like Christmas because it was celebrated like much how it is today, like a lot mm -hmm. of like partying and eating and drinking. And he like banned Christmas carols. Yeah, he doesn't and like that. No. <laughs> the original war on christmas yeah um but then in the 19th century like it saw a resurgence again and it was like the start of christmas cards and then that's when like charles dickens wrote a christmas carol and like oh a, you know a lot of other people wrote like christmas ghost stories and it was like a thing yeah he was like i'm gonna bring this back <laughs> we're that's bringing really christmas back but it, yeah where's timberlake um <laughs> So yeah, that's really interesting. Actually, I didn't, uh, I never, I never knew that, but it does make sense because I do know like some history in that area of the world. So that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I had never really thought about it. I had, I don't know. I'd always just kind of taken it for granted. No, I just always associated ghost stories with Halloween and then didn't put it mm -hmm. together that when Mickey Mouse <laughs> saw the ghost every year, that it was actually a ghost story. Yeah. I was just like, oh, <laughs> 
I've been trying to watch more Christmas movies the last couple of years because mm-hmm. I don't want to get bogged down on the same ones. But yeah, there's I've watched a lot like the one with George C. Scott, isn't that a Christmas Carol too? Like a really old version movie. Uh, you might be right. Yeah, George C. Scott, Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um I guess I haven't, no, that, that wasn't even that old of a movie. Nineteen eighty four. Uh, yeah, but it it's kind of it feels older. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Um, but yeah, that one. We're a Muppets Christmas Carol household. <laughs> Yes, yes. It's pretty dark, though, which I kind of liked about it. Um, but yeah, I I watched a couple of classics and then I was kind of done. <laughs> yeah. Went back to the, you know, Christmas vacation. <laughs> my parents love Christmas vacation. Oh, my gosh. It's a classic. Two really terrible people are on that movie. <laughs> but whatever. Funny. <laughs> yeah. I love... The Family Stone. That is oh, like me. the all time. Like I will watch it multiple times. Me I'll too. I'll try to keep it to twice within December. Like I watched it December 1st and my husband walked downstairs. He's like, I guess it's December 1st. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to watch that every year. It's one of my favorites too. And the holiday. Yes. Uh, people have been posting on TikTok and they've been using the music from the holiday. And I get like... I need to watch it. It's such a feel-good movie. Like, there's nothing realistic about it whatsoever, but it's so cute. All right. Well, do we want to talk about some Christmas horror movies? Yes, of course. All right. I think one of my favorites that I have to watch every year is Krampus with Adam oh, Scott yes. and Tony Collette. I I just watched that because of you for the first time. Oh my gosh, what did you think? Um, okay, first of all, I did not know that such great people were in that movie. I was expecting it to be like some, you know, lame indie film or something. And, and no, I like it's got film, a stack. But you know cast. what I mean? <laughs> yes, it's like it's I love Adam Scott. He's hilarious and severance and Tony Collette. I mean, she's awesome. Yeah, it was it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I yeah, I love that movie. As soon as it just everything about it, when they all come together and their family and everything starts going wrong. Um, when <laughs> that like Jack in the Box is like eating the children. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! The just the like was it a cookie that was attacking them? The, it was something? like a gingerbread man. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> it just like, came out of the corner of the ceiling. <sighs> I don't know. I was not expecting it at all. Like none of it, and it was just no. really. I thought it was really fun. Yeah, I think I also went into it with pretty low expectations because I didn't hear much about it. I think the year it came out, like I feel like mm-hmm. kind of on the, like, I felt like it came and went, and then I I saw it and I'm like, this is great, actually. I knew of it, but I did not know it was like I don't know. I think I was expecting just something really stupid, and it wasn't like <laughs> not. Okay. I Let mean, me there. Are... <laughs> if this holiday season. You are looking for a really stupid horror movie. <laughs> Look no further than the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise. Oh my gosh. I actually couldn't finish it. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what's going on. And I turned it off. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Um, did you watch the first one? I think that's the one I was watching. Yeah. yeah. The first one. Well, I'm saying because the second one. The first 40 minutes of it, they just play clips from the first one because the little brother is getting interviewed and he's like, and what happens next? And they just play the movie. 
<laughs> it's 40 minutes into the movie before they shoot new plot material. Oh, I should have just gone to that one then. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. It was wild. We watched it for a Patreon movie night and I was just laughing. It was so funny just the actor every line he said he's like you wouldn't know about that would you like every line was so overacted that's the best though i love it it's like i was so bad they're good i was cracking up the whole time like i would like ironically go see this in a theater for like a showing where we all scream like the lines at the theater i'll have to give the second one a try just just to and maybe it'll it's not good Oh, no, no, no. I don't expect it to be (laughs) entertaining. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. And then I always watch Black Christmas every year. At least one of them. I've never seen those either. I watched. um, I know. I watched one recently, though, this year. And it was kind of fun. Like sorority and like. I don't know, just all the things that happen. Like, it's basically a slasher film, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you watch yeah. the 70s one? No, I watched a newer one with the girl from Mean Girls. 2006 one, yeah. Yeah. Is that, that the was best fun. One? I think the 70s one is probably the best. I do like the 2000s one. Um, I think the part I like the most is all the sorority girls and, like, all their drama with each other. Mm-hmm. The thing I don't like about it is kind of Billy and his backstory. I just feel like it's not needed. Like in the original, in the 70s one, you don't know anything about him. Like he's just a voice on the phone. You don't really ever see him. And I think that's for the best. Okay. I Well, I have a thing for 70s and 80s movies, so I will watch that one. Yeah, you will have to. And you'll have to let me know. Um, And then the 2019 one, I liked. I would say it was like a three-star movie for me. Like I'll watch it again. Yeah, I didn't know there were so many. <laughs> I was like, which of the the line of remakes are you talking about? Is it like the Halloween of Christmas, like the movie franchise? Yeah, like it has to get rebooted every every couple of years. And then you, for this, watched a Christmas horror story. Yes, and that was my favorite. Really? Because you were saying <laughs> it was it very was, WTF. It was so ridiculous. I don't know. Some of it was like, oh, this is well done. And then some of it, I was just like, what (laughs) is going on? And then you have William Shatner just like, you know, interjecting his radio voice, (laughs) his DJ. I don't know. It was so surreal. (laughs) I've never heard such bad things being called to Santa. Like Santa was getting called some pretty bad names. I won't say it. But yeah, it was fun. It was like, it was weird. They call it an anthology, but the storylines are running at the same time, mm-hmm. which is kind of a strange way to do it, which also I kind of liked. And the ending, I did not see coming for the Santa one, for sure. Yeah, I watched Better Watch Out, I think last year for the first time, maybe the year before. Yeah. That. You seen that one? Yeah. Yeah, a couple times. Do you times. like it? I do. It's dark. I think it, That's a dark it's one. It's so dark. It's. I just think it's really, I don't know, I'm terrible. I'm the worst. Like, I think it's really good, and yes, it is really terrible. Like, the kids in that one are just, it's very much like, let's go play with the Adams or something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did you watch The Lodge? Because I feel like it's got similar, like, I like dark, the Lodge. dark vibes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. if you liked Better Watch Out, I feel like you would like The Lodge. A lot of people didn't like it, and I really thought it was good. I don't know. Yeah. It was good. I think there was just, like, 
one or two scenes that I couldn't suspend my disbelief. I'm like, well, then that doesn't make sense. How did they do that? <laughs> and I don't yeah. know, because I get mad at my husband for doing that in movies that I like. So uh-huh. I'm being hypocritical yeah. there. Where I'm like, oh just watch God. the movie. Just watch the movie. Just just accept in, it. Go with it. In every crime show I watch, I hear it in the background. I'm like, would you stop it? <laughs> <laughs> of course they solved it in an hour. <laughs> Okay. that's like, realistic stop like you just need to go with it here okay let it go <laughs> um and then did you watch silent night that one with is it natalie portman or kira knightley yes yes and i wasn't sure if that would be considered a horror movie or not but it's pretty horrific yeah i mean i haven't it seen is... it but i i listened to a podcast that basically said what it was about and i'm like that's dark it is so dark and you i love that they... you love dark movies <laughs> I do. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is very dark and bleak at the end. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Um, there was a movie I watched, I want to say maybe on Netflix a few years ago called Await Further Instructions. It was a British horror movie. Never heard of it. Um, so it's about this guy and he's like bringing home his girlfriend to meet his parents and like they get a weird signal through the TV and like all their doors and windows get like boarded shut. And it's kind of like compliance if you've ever seen that, but like oh. the the TV is just like giving them like instructions and they become like crazier and crazier. And it's like, who did this? Like, is this a government agency telling us to do this? Is this just like someone messing with us? Oh. And like the dad wants to do like everything the TV says to do. And it's like <laughs> That's not crazy tense, at all. Tense and wild. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fun. Is it a Christmas movie? Yeah. Is- Oh, so I mean, yeah, he's there. yeah, yeah, they're he's there bringing, for Christmas. Yeah, they're there for Christmas. That's, I need to look that one up because that sounds like my kind of movie. <laughs> dark, yeah, yeah, dark, <laughs> weird, sad. Yeah, <laughs> all the things, all the holiday yeah. things. Yes, you know, tis the season. The actually the darkest Christmas thing I've ever ever watched is that Black Mirror episode with John Hamm. Have you oh seen? Oh my it? gosh, yes. Okay, I watched it for the second time last night, and I was just anxious and depressed the entire time. I mean, that is not, <laughs> that is the saddest freaking thing. I don't, I can't even recommend it. It's so well done, though. Like, it's so well done, but just, like, everything about it is just awful. <laughs> yeah, have you watched that? Mm-hmm. I mean, all, like, Black Mirror episodes always have me feeling some kind of way. I'm either yeah. like in tears or like mm-hmm. in absolute shock or like angry, but I'm like yeah. in an extreme of all those emotions. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like you, you have some reaction for sure. The writing is so good. And mm-hmm. this one, I mean, I don't know if you remember the punishment at the end, but it's like my worst nightmare because I am very like claustrophobic and like, yeah. I don't know, I couldn't handle it, although he deserved it. This episode is brought to you by Fangoria, the world's best horror and cult film magazine since 1979. Listeners can use code BOOKSINTHEFREEZER to get 20% off their order. That includes, of course, merchandise and first-time subscriptions and single issues of the magazine. 
Not only are there tons of articles and interviews about upcoming horror movies, there's a regular segment by Stephen Graham Jones all about slashers called Slasher Nation. So you're going to want a copy. So again, that is code books in the freezer. And thank you, Fangoria, for supporting the show. All right. Well, should we talk about some books? Yes, absolutely. Well, I read a book I had been wanting to read for a very long time, and I'm very glad I got to read it for this episode, and that is Krampus by Brom. I read Slewfoot last year, and it was like my favorite of the year. Yeah. So the thing is, I did the audiobook for this through Hoopla, and I know like Brom books are very like pretty, and they have a lot of artwork and illustrations, so I do eventually want to get the physical copy but i listened to it on audio and the narrator was fantastic as it as it was with Slewfoot. i did like both with Slewfoot. narrators are always great yeah for brom books i, I actually like to reread with audiobooks yeah and so i might try that with those two yeah, yeah. the narrators are really good did a good job mm-hmm. um what do you think I I had a ton of fun with it. So this is about a man named Jesse who is a down-on-his-luck singer living in West Virginia. He's just trying to get through Christmas. His wife has left him, and he witnesses, like, seven, like, devilish creatures, like, attacking a man in a red suit. And he's like, uh, what did I just watch? <laughs> what is going on? Um, And then he finds, like, a... A sack that seems to be magical and seems to just kind of like give him whatever he wants uh but then that leads him to krampus the yule lord <laughs> who says that the sack is his and who really begins to tell him like his side of the story with christmas and maybe all the bad things that santa claus has done to him and that he actually had him imprisoned for several hundred years and it was just like so interesting because you get that side of it but then there's also this like crime story happening so i would describe it as like the movie krampus but with the netflix show ozark (laughs) like that level of like it's this rural town but like everyone's like the police and like everyone's kind of in on this like organized crime yeah there's corruption there's like organized crime and drugs and there's like that whole side of it. But this is like if one of Ruth's uncles found like a magic sack and, and made like a pact with Krampus. Like that's what it is. <laughs> I have never heard it pitched that way. And I like it. I like it a lot. Have you read it? I have a long time ago. I have like the paperback copy. Um, I, I really liked it. I can't remember a lot right now, but that's that's perfect, actually. <laughs> The illustrations are definitely worth looking at. Um, I would wait till after Christmas to buy it because apparently it's in high demand right now. I would assume so. Yeah, this is like the time to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as rating goes, I would say this is pretty like room temperature. I guess it could be fridge because there's like disturbing stuff that happens. But I would say the tone is like vulgar and humorous. Yeah, for sure. I and agree. It's, yeah, it's a little more into the like fantastical, but I don't know. I didn't feel like it was super scary. I thought it was a very good story and I was very interested in it, but But yeah, it's you're, not like, you're right. It's like the movie. It's not, you know, it's not scary the mm-hmm. movie, I don't think. Or do you think it's scary? No. I yeah. It's like I don't know. But yeah, that's it's a good one. I I definitely recommend that one too. 
So that is Krampus by Brahm. And if you want to do the audiobook and you're a library girly, it is on Hoopla. So my first pick is Nosferatu by Joe Hill, which is my very favorite Christmas story and also one of my very favorite horror books. But he actually, like, there was one year when I was really kind of sad and depressed this time of year. And it was like a few years ago. Um, I was on Bookstagram, but I don't remember what was going on. But I read the story and I listened to the audiobook that has Kate Mulgrew. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I was completely captivated by the whole thing i would stay up late and just listen to it and just i couldn't i couldn't stop listening to it until it was over and i became obsessed and bought like 20 copies of the book and i met joe hill (laughs) really (laughs) yes it's so so good um it's hard to explain though um it's just there's so many things going on it's like there's this protagonist victoria mcqueen she goes by vic and you kind of meet her when she's eight and you kind of realize she has like these special abilities to like travel through this bridge and like go to different places and retrieve objects that are lost and things like that and then later on you kind of learn about like charlie manx who has this rolls royce called the wraith and he kidnaps children and takes them to christmas land and then the two storylines kind of converge as you read the book have you have you read it before Mm -hmm. what do you think i loved it yeah Yeah, i read that when i was like kind of getting into horror and it like blew my mind i was like this is amazing absolutely did you listen to the audiobook i did i did listen to the audiobook she's amazing she she did a great job yeah Yeah. like i don't know charlie mink's voice oh yes yes creepy and he's just there's nothing redeemable about this guy but what a mean thing to do to kids tell them about christmas land and then you know you know the rest but and then there's the other guy that's really disgusting that you start out with his like sidekick Mm -hmm. or whatever what's his name bing i think i think so it's been a long time (laughs) he's been yeah there's a lot of details and somehow he makes it sound like it's believable you know like it's plausible or something yeah Yeah, there's like so much there's like her bike that can like find Mm -hmm. lost things there's like a librarian and scrabble tiles like there's a lot oh yeah she can uh see things in the future with scrabble tiles i think Mm -hmm. something like that i forgot about that part um but yeah and i think she's i mean she's the one that has to basically go after this guy right because yeah he takes her son this yes yes um, but yeah, I think she's a total badass. I really liked her a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's probably like the first character that comes to mind if you were to ask like who's your who's fave? A, who's a badass in horror fiction? Yeah. Probably Vic McQueen. Yeah, absolutely. Their motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I recommend it. It's the first thing I recommend when people ask for Christmas horror. What would you rate it? I see. I don't get okay. I'm the worst. I don't get scared very easily at all, like at all. I don't think it's scary, but it's got a lot of disturbing images in it. Um, mm-hmm. So, for me, it would be more like fridge, I guess. I so that's fair. Do I don't think it's scary, but it's can no. be gross. There's some gross parts. Yeah, <laughs> I think. And there's suspenseful parts, but no, I didn't yes. think it was. No, it's thrilling. Like to read it is thrilling, I think. Edge of your seat. You just want to know what's going to happen. It's not like, you know, a cat and mouse chase, but it's, you just want to keep going and reading 
and reading mm-hmm. it so you know what happens next. Uh, so my next pick is Hark the Herald Angel Scream, and this is edited by Christopher Golden. Love him. And yeah, it's I remember being so excited when this came out and reading it. It did not disappoint. Like there are stories I still think about to this day. Like the mm-hmm. the opener by Kelly Armstrong, Absinthe Angels. Yes. Um sent me down a wikipedia hole about mummers and okay if you are someone who like that's a part of your christmas traditions please talk to me i have so many questions like so many i've never heard of it either yeah there's a lot of strange traditions for christmas in different cultures and countries yeah if you've ever done that because i think it said like people in like newfoundland um and like labrador do that so Canadian listeners, if you do that, <laughs> explain this to us, please. Yeah, <laughs> give us a give us a like the four one one. Yeah, that anthology has like an all star cast. And then there's okay, just... yeah, like Scott Smith has a story in there. Who's like, okay. I feel like he only wrote like two novels and pieced out. <laughs> you know, but they're like movies and really yeah. famous and popular and really good. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's like I. So, yeah, to see him pop up in this anthology was like, whoa. And it was a very I good never, story. You're like, oh. I never see him in anthologies, actually. No. Yeah. No, that's why it was shocking that he contributed yeah. to this, like, Christmas anthology. So his story was called, like, Christmas in Barcelona. And it's about this couple who is traveling with their newborn child, which I have traveled with, like, a three-month-old. And it is not fun. So the whole time it's like setting up this like stressful, like being on the plane is stressful. The baby's crying. They can't calm the baby down. Like the baby's not sleeping when it should be sleeping. It's like, I'm like, I fully understand. And I get this stress, this this specific stress. And they are finally in their hotel room in Barcelona and the husband goes and goes to like a local market and like a woman calls him over and shows him these like miniatures and when he looks at them, they, like, come to life. <laughs> and so he buys them as a present uh, for his newborn son. And horror ensues. Yeah, <laughs> as it should. <laughs> Dolls are creepy. They I are. mean, I know it's not a doll, I guess, but... Ain't kind of. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I... Dolls, just the stale eyes, you know, that look at you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Um, and then I think my... Okay favorite story in the collection was the yankee swap story by john McIlveen, the one that was like the office christmas party yeah where i just started getting like wild i don't want to say too much just because i feel like you should read it but it gave me the same vibes as that britney snow movie would you rather (laughs) so if you've seen that you kind of get where i'm going with it but yeah i was like oh dang okay I remember that's a fun one. I I got my copy from I think the Nightworms package like a long time ago when they started out. So I haven't read it for years. But yeah, it's I just remember it being such a good collection. I mean, there's like Lansdale and Sarah Langan and Josh Mellerman and Shauna McGuire. Yeah, Shauna McGuire. I know I say this every time I mention an anthology, but every time her story is in an anthology, it's like a five star story for me. And I don't know how she does it, but always. <laughs> I know. Always She's magical. <laughs> she's just so good she is really good so with anthologies rating wise i mean it's all over the place so i don't tend to rate anthologies on a scary scale uh 
but that was Hark the Herald Angels Scream, and that was an anthology edited by Christopher Golden. Yeah, it has a great cover, too. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my second one is actually also one of my favorite authors is Keelan Patrick Burke, and he wrote Dead of Winter, and it's like a short story collection, Um, just winter, but I think it's a great one for Christmas because of the time of year. But it is very sad. It's like very kind of, I don't know, it's kind of dark. It's not really like a happy. <laughs> if you're looking for something comical and humorous, this is not what you would It's want. not giving like Krampus vibes. No, no. It's more like dealing with like grief and loss and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's seven stories and they're all, I don't know, they're all very, they're all very different, but there's some that are just more sad than others, but my favorite are The Quiet, Visitation Rights, and Snowmen, I thought were my favorite, but I don't want to give anything away. But those are probably the darker ones, I would say, I think. On track. Have you read it? I have not, but I mean, that yeah. tracks for you from what we know about you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, is I'm it bleak? Brand, okay? <laughs> is it bleak? Love it. Give is it, it to bleak, me. Is it bleak, sad? Do you feel like your chest is hurting? <laughs> do I have a book for you (laughs) no he's well he's such a great author and I think this really shows his his ability to write like Mm -hmm. it's just really good also you could just read one story you don't have to read the whole book just nice sometimes yeah you don't have time and I do enjoy him as an author so I've been meaning to check out his collections because I know he has that and then he has a dead leaves for autumn yeah for october mm-hmm. yeah and then um i love kin which is just yeah. a really disturbing book <laughs> it's been a long time since i read that one but yeah <laughs> i don't know it's like hard like i got my mom to read that one and she's oh, yeah. like what did you do to me she also read brother by anya alborn and yeah she she loved them both but you can't really be like oh this is a great book for you to read <laughs> Because they're both so disturbing. (laughs) But well written. It is Dead of Winter by Keelan Patrick Burke. All right. And my last pick is a novella that came out this year. It's called Lucky Girl by M. Rickert. It follows this girl and her like work friends that she makes and they get together one Christmas and things are getting kind of awkward and everyone kind of seems like they're itching to leave, but she wants them to stay. So they kind of start this tradition of like going around and telling ghost stories (laughs) And it becomes like a thing that they do for a couple years and then they kind of lose touch. And then like several years later, they get an invitation to all meet together again at one of their estates and kind of like do it again. And at this point, the narrator, the one who had hosted the original party, is a horror author. The guy that is inviting them to his estate uh, has kind of like hinted accused is too big of a word but kind of been like it seems like you kind of stole part of my story for like your you know the book that made you famous like was kind of like the ghost story that i told at your party so it's like kind of like this weird like tension going on it was like a very interesting novella because then she also has this like very tragic backstory and the places that this goes i was not expecting like i was fully reading this and i was like what what is going on? Well, I'm already sold because that just sounds fun. Yeah, it was just like, it was very interesting. 
Yeah, it, it has like a title. So it's like Lucky Girl or How I Became a Horror Writer. And then it's like a Krampus story. So there's like yeah, a I, lot going I on. I have it. I have it. And I pulled it out to read for Christmas. I haven't read it yet. So you still you have time. That? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks that sounds really good. Not at all what I was expecting. Yeah, well, it, it went in another direction. I was like, okay, that's not not expecting that um for that i would say it was a i don't want to say too much again because it is a novella as far as rating i would say probably like room temperature so it's just fun kind of yeah yeah kind of yeah well i like anything where it's like there's an author in it you know stephen king did that to me (laughs) we're gonna put writers in every story um yeah (laughs) I like that premise and then the whole like stealing my story kind of a thing is fun. Yeah. I like it. That sounds fun. Like a weird tense Christmas dinner several years later. So that was Lucky Girl and then the subtitle is or How I Became a Horror Author by M. Rickert. And like I said, that came out this year. Yeah. I'm excited to read that. Something new. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So staying on brand... <laughs> Oh, here we go. Let me brace myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My last one is um, that's called Where the Dead Go to Die by Aaron Dries and Mark Allen Gunnels, if that's right. And they're like a duo of authors and they've written other stuff together too. And you can't tell that they're, you can't tell that there's two writers when you're reading it at all. Sorry, my cat (laughs) is doing this. (laughs) um anyway you can't tell that it's two writers which is the genius of it but it's a zombie book and it's like kind of a different take on a zombie book because it's it's like post-apocalyptic kind of like you're Mm -hmm. living with zombies now and there's like what's called a hospice and the main character um her name's emily she's like a single mom and she works at this hospice and she has um a, a daughter lucette i think and she makes some questionable choices bringing her kid to work. But, yeah, it's it's really bad. Like, the they're called s- Smilers. And they, um, I guess they go after your bones, right? So, oh. I guess bone marrow. So, I guess their favorite thing is the spine. So, it's pretty pretty horrific. A lot of, a lot of blood, you know, a lot of gore, <laughs> as you want in Christmas stories. Um, but yeah, it's a really different take on a zombie story. And there's also like they have this like organization that comes in and actually does kill the people that start to turn into zombies. So yeah, it's something you can read to your family <laughs> at Christmas <laughs> around the tree and yeah, the fire. Oh, yeah, you know? let's gather around the fire and get to some chestnuts. <laughs> Talk about the zombies that just killed a bunch of people. Yeah. It's Perfect. Fun. See? just sticking with my theme here <laughs> like dark dark stories dark disturbing you know perfect Sad. but yeah i recommend it if you if you like that sort of thing like if you like the living dead you would like it mm-hmm. it's been recommended to me a lot like i definitely want to read it sometime this winter seems like a I got winter it. book again not trying to no one's paying me to say this but i got it in a nightworms package a long time ago as well <laughs> So otherwise I wouldn't know a lot of these authors, I think. Um, right on. So they did their job. They did. Success. Yeah, the last time we did this, 
I think Rachel talked about Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. And then I have one of the Valancourt, like Victorian Christmas stories, Christmas horse ghost stories mm-hmm. uh, collections that I always keep meaning to read every Christmas. So, oh, me too. This year, I have five. <laughs> you have like all of them. I do, and I haven't read them. They're so <laughs> pretty. They are pretty. I get the paperbacks. Yeah. It's Christmas. I get the horror anthologies in like hardcover, but like the Christmas ones, I get in paperback, but they're so cute. Like the covers, they all match. Yeah. They all, they yeah, all, they I all. Want so maybe this year <laughs> I'll read like one or two of the stories that, cause I've always, I always tell myself I'm going to do it. So me too. We I should buddy to, read it. I know we should. I think I have volume two. I have that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll have to just send you a picture of whichever one I have. We'll have to read okay. one of the stories <laughs> so we have one. <laughs> it'll it'll hold, hold us accountable, yeah. right? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Libro FM. Libro FM is the first and only company which lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. You can pick from more than 150,000 audiobooks, including bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers. You'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name, but you'll be part of a different story, one that supports community. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. Listen during your commute, while doing chores, walking the dog, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro FM app. If you already love audiobooks and don't know what to listen to next, check out recommendations and curated lists from people who know audiobooks best booksellers. I mean, and us. We also have a playlist on there full of books that have been recommended on this podcast. Books in the Freezer special offer. You get two audiobooks for the price of one, just $14.99 with your first month of membership using code FREEZERBOOK. This offer is valid for new members in Canada and the United States. Thank you, Libro FM, for supporting the show. Well, we ready to talk about some chilling obsessions. Yes. What have you been enjoying in horror lately? Well, I really, I don't know. Bookstagram, I swear, like when you get, you talk to people and you get into like the horror community, you kind of get just all of a sudden become interested in things you never thought you'd be interested in, like dolls. What? (laughs) I know. Um, I have these like little cute voodoo dolls. That's a different person that makes them. But it started with that. And then I got really into, I saw somebody with this doll called a Moody Booty. Mm-hmm. And they are scary looking dolls, but they're so cool at the same time. And I have like five of them. <laughs> they're not cheap either. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't have children. Like, what is happening? I don't know why I have dolls. <laughs> but they're really Treat cool. And they're really doll. scary. They are. I, I know. I looked at the doc and I looked them up and I'm like, these look cool, but... Yeah. Someone who's like weirded out by dolls, also terrifying. <laughs> it's it is. I don't like dolls either. Like I'm not a big clown person, but I really like Pennywise. <laughs> you know, as you should. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I don't know what happened. I think I saw somebody with the Pennywise version of it, which is like a female Pennywise. Mm-hmm. And then I went on their website and just started buying them. I have one that's like dressed like a voodoo, a voodoo. I mean, a Ouija board. And then I have one that um, has a little cat in her hand, and she's got, like, blood scratches across her face. Oh. Yeah. And then I have, like, the Jason one that has the Jason mask. 
Yeah. Nice. I don't know what's wrong with me. Boredom, maybe. You'll have to post maybe. them. I want to see these. <laughs> they're cool, actually. I mean, the, they're, the details are great. I also bought the uh, Winona Ryder one from Beetlejuice. Nice. She's holding a camera. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. I started watching the Wednesday series today. <gasps> Is on it Netflix. good? I, I am liking it a lot. Uh, and this one, she goes to like a a dark like i don't want to say like magical boarding school but like basically yeah boarding school where like her parents went and i love like boarding school stories mm-hmm. and i anyone that's listened to this podcast knows that i love the adams family so oh, yes. i was very excited i put off watching it because my son wanted to watch it with me so we watched the the first episode the first two episodes today you like them. That's, um, good. that's fun. Yeah, it's hard. I always picture Christina Ricci, but I'm sure she's she in did a great it. Job. Yeah. Oh, she is. She's like the dorm soup, like the dorm mom. Oh. And I had to like explain oh, that to nice. Henry. I'm like, do you recognize her? Like, <laughs> it's, it's Wednesday from the other one, and he was like, Oh, I see it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was a fun little fun little cameo. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. I've been wanting to watch it. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun with it. I am smiling is my favorite. (laughs) People always tell me to smile in pictures, and I'm like, I am. (laughs) I always think of Wednesday. (laughs) All right, and our last tradition. Janelle, do you have a final girl song? Okay, I I think you don't have this person on the list yet. I'm hoping, but I don't have Spotify, so... I know. I need to get it. But Lolita by Alana Del Rey. Oh, I don't think we have Alana Del Rey. Yeah, I love her. But most of her songs are pretty, like, slow and sad. <laughs> so I'm like, this one's not. So it's, like, perfect, I think. Oh, so tell it us about you, it. Like, I don't know. It just makes me feel cool and, like, I can do anything. So, yeah. And because I said that, that makes me uncool, but still. <laughs> I will be adding it to the list. Alana will be in good company. Good, good. I know there's some good songs on there. I was able to see it once, and then all of a sudden Spotify went, nope, sorry. (laughs) What are you doing? No. I know. You don't pay for this. So, yeah, I'll have to get on Spotify so I can listen to it. It's weird that they don't even let you look at it, though. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? That is weird, right? The first time I did, I looked through it. And I was like, I don't think there's any Lana. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and talking Christmas horror with me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, This has been fun. Books in the Freezer is a bi-weekly podcast. We post episodes every other Tuesday. You can find us on Twitter at Books Freezer Pod, on Instagram at Books in the Freezer, and on TikTok at Books in the Freezer. You can send us an email at booksinthefreezer at gmail.com. If you would like to support the podcast, there are a few ways you can do that. One of those ways is to leave a review on a site like Apple Podcasts. Just type out a few words and a star rating. It only takes a few minutes and it really helps with small indie podcasts like this one, you know, just get more eyes on them. So big thank you to all the people who have taken time to do that already. You are also able to rate the podcast on Spotify and that one is just a simple star rating. If you've 
listened to the podcast at all because I do think they make sure that you've downloaded or listened to like at least one episode before they let you rate it. Um, so that one takes even less time. Like that is just a few seconds. You can click a star rating and all of that really helps. And this is because I know all of you are at home right now, just really racking your brains over how you can show support to your favorite podcasts this holiday season. And that is a major way. I mean, also using any affiliate links in the show notes would be a big help. And another way to support the show would be to become a Patreon supporter on patreon.com slash books in the freezer. There's a one, three and a $5 level and options to pay out once annually. And there's a lot of different perks. I mentioned earlier in the episode, we have a movie night. Um, yeah, we watched Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, and it was a ton of fun. But there's early episode releases, there's bonus episodes, and just getting to know upcoming topics and being able to chime in and have your feedback included in future episodes. So if that's interesting to you, again, that is patreon.com slash books in the freezer. I'm Stephanie. You can find me on Twitter at lady underscore Ganya. That's L-A-D-Y underscore G-A-G-N-O-N or on Instagram at that's what she read. And that's that's with two A's. So thank you so much for listening and see you next time on Books in the Freezer. (laughs) 